<laughs> All right, let's get That's started. Be a warm up before we do the episodes now. Yeah, right. Tyson, 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 uh, hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Sounds greatest like Tyson fight. Yeah. <laughs> no. Tyson chicken. We do not endorse Mike, that. Mike Tyson fights. No, we don't. No. Mm-hmm. The only Tyson fight I endorse is him punching uh, Ed Helms in the hangover. That's it. And even then, I don't it's know, like, he shouldn't have been paid for that. Agreed. Quit giving Mike Tyson money, guys. Agreed. Agreed. The same year, I remember it was a controversy. He got hired to be in the hangover. I think, no, but it was hangover part two or three. Mel Gibson was going to be in it. And people were like, no, not Mel Gibson. He's anti-Semitic, which is absolutely valid. They're like, he should not get paid for stuff. But then other people pointed out, they're like, but Mike Tyson, like, domestic abuser. Mm-hmm. And is in movies now and has a cartoon show and stuff. It's like it's like we gotta we have to have uh, that consistency. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Also, I'm like, sorry I took they, us down that road. No, they sued. They sued. <laughs> well, no, we also got sued because they tried to put his tattoo on Ed Helms. That's right. He sued and like them. it didn't, or the tattoo artist did, or someone did, yeah. and so they were like, "That's a copyrighted <laughs> shitty design. Not everyone can have that yeah. shitty design." So they had to go through in post and digitally change the tattoo in every frame it was in. Isn't Hollywood the worst? The <laughs> Man, Hollywood's so dumb. Uh, anyway, Tyson fights on Sixty Nine Network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Kellen Oblock. Say hi, Keller. Hello there. And our guest today, you know her from the internet. You know her from Screen Junkies. She's done stuff on Hyper RPG. She's got a wrestling podcast called Tights and Fights. It's on the Max Fun Network. Yes. It's on the Max Fun Network. (laughs) That's for sure what it's called. That's for sure what it's called. (laughs) Danielle Radford is here. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you for having me. so much. Absolute pleasure. So just real quick, let everybody know uh, what that uh, wrestling podcast is all about. Um, Yeah, so it's me and, um, well, right now he's on hiatus because like, ooh, he's like famous and stuff, whatever. Um, So it's me and rapper Open. Mike Eagle. Um, and Whatever. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Just rapper open Mike Eagle, who again is is very busy um, being famous. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Hal Lublin, who you might recognize as Wide Whale on Venture Brothers, as Ooh. well as Lindsay Kelk, who is a uh, British romance novelist. And we get together and we talk about wrestling because it is a thing we all love. Y'all are fans of wrestling. We're I all huge that. fans. It brings everybody together. Can I say Except like, me. I'm sorry, guys. The, I never got into it. The thing, <laughs> I wish I could have. But the thing I love about wrestling fandom more than any other thing it's that people so love. It's so pure. It's so pure. And more than more than like it, when I meet somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I like comic books. I look them up and down. I'm like, yeah, that, that checks out. That, that seems about right. Like you're like a dude or you're like, you know, like I'm like I can, you know, when women like comic books, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wrestling is the one where I'm like, wow, that's from person, all like, walks of life. All, it's the it's the best. It's the craziest thing. So yeah, you so, really can't spot yes. us. We walk amongst you mm-hmm. as though we are one of you. Yes. Yeah. But, but deep inside. Yes. We really, really, really <laughs> like wrestling. <laughs> You're like the day walker. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Well, because we also, I mean, m- much like uh, much like any kind of vampiric myths, we also have a weird, stupid, like, insider language talk that we and, speak. And, like, juggalos yeah. have to get tattoos, yeah. so it's different in that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no markings on wrestling yeah. fans. Although uh, we, all card- we, all, we are called Marks. Yeah, marks. <laughs> yeah, marks. It's that sounds all, bad. That sounds like we're going to steal your money. No, that is what mark. it is because it's all. Oh. It all comes from old carny talk from back when they would mm-hmm. pretend like wrestling was real. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? And wrestling fans are. Sorry, That's why I don't like it. Too violent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Keller. It's uh, it's real and it's real violent, but it is pre-de- predetermined. Okay. Often predetermined. Yes. 
Um, yeah, and uh, and and just earlier today, you were there for movie fights, and mm-hmm. I know that Joe Starr is a huge wrestling guy. Yes, Cameron Rice is a huge wrestling guy. Yep, Billy Business, huge wrestling. Real, oh, that's awesome. That's great. And so, and so you, His name's you Billy Business, Billy I mean, Business. Yeah, yeah. he's a bit, yeah, he's a wrestling personality. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Danielle, you are also like a huge movie fan. Yes. So I've been so excited to like have you on this podcast, this project that Keller and I are doing. Uh, In case you're not familiar, we watch a movie a week off of this list. We've been going for a year and some change. And the movie that we're talking about today has been put on this list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Uh, So we have two traditions on the podcast. Number one, Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about today. Number two, by the end of this episode, we're going to ask you to come up with a brand new movie, or it could even be the movie that we watched tonight that you feel deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Because we've been asking all of our guests up mm. to this point to like contribute a movie. And the thing you got to know about this list off of this magazine, this list came out in 2008. So it okay. can be a movie that came out after that, which would not be on this list. Mm-hmm. It can be your favorite movie of all time. It can be the movie we watched tonight. It does not have to be a good movie? No, no. Let me, let me read off some of the ones that have tremors. It just has to be one list. of the greatest movies of all time. It doesn't have to be think, a good movie. It just think. has to be one of the greatest so, movies Oh, I got, of all I got time. this. So, so, so some <laughs> of the movies, uh, well, let me go here. Cameron Rice contributed The Fly. Which is a classic film. Trimmers is on the list. That's like my go-to. Like this is what you're allowed to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> is- I saw. I saw Newsies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh-huh. I, I co-signed that. Black uh-huh. Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Wait. Do we just- have a column in the Excel sheet for Daniel Cosigns? Uh, <laughs> can we add that, please? <laughs> column, column I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Cosine. Daniel Cosine. <laughs> yeah. So that's so. The, so the, those are some of the ones that our guests have contributed over the past year plus. Somebody put on. Um, Oh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is great. Ghost somebody, somebody put Blade Runner talking shit 2049, which is great. Somebody was talking yeah. shit about Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Get out of here. I, I'm not going to. We have to do this. It may have been Cameron Rice when he was talking about uh, Brad Bird. Incredi- he was trying to make Incredibles 2 bad this afternoon in movie fights. He, so was, he was trying so to make he, it bad. So he brought up, like, only reason Brad Bird did it is because Tomorrowland bombed. <laughs> Boom, got him. Good argument. Good argument. Got him. Uh, yeah, so you so you have, like, so what else are your pillars of knowledge, Dana? What would you say? You got wrestling. You yes. got movies. Yes. Comic books. Yes. And superheroes. Yes. What else? Video games. Yes. Damn. I used to work for, um, in fact, one of my first jobs out of college, I worked at GameWorks, which is like, um, it was the original version of what a David oh, Buster's yeah. is now. I remember GameWorks. Oh. They had that in Texas. Yeah. Oh. It, it was the it best was drink, awesome. best place to eat, drink, party, and play. And the way that GameWorks <laughs> started was that when Spielberg was doing the first Jurassic Park on Kauai, he would go to an arcade and he was like, I wish this had booze. And so he came up with GameWorks and it was like him and like DreamWorks and then they both left and it was bought by other people. There's still one in Seattle. So I worked there for a while. For a while I worked for Electronics Boutique, which was what eventually became GameStop. Yeah, like GameStop, GameStop bought, bought it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked EB for them for a while. Yeah, EB Games. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Electronics Boutique. Yeah, that's what EB Games stands for. Sorry, guys. Didn't <laughs> know. Kinda, yeah, they so, never spelled it out. <laughs> How was damn. I supposed to know? Um, yeah, so, uh, so video games. What else do um, you have? Uh, Tell me you're not an expert in anime as well. No, okay. I will say uh, I'm music? not an expert in anime. Music, pretty decent in music. Okay, um, fairly fairly great in musical theater. Um, good with okay. plays. Cool. Um, television. Would be expert in television. Wow. Yeah. I can't. Although, except it's hard because it's like my brain is Swiss cheese because I got mm. hit in it once, um, and so. <laughs> 
while I know lots of things, mm-hmm. it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> like okay. I can, I can reference things and I can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it off the cuff, but yeah. if you want something very specific, I'll get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know exactly what I you're like talking about. I like the long about, road. It's yeah, fine. It's going to, it's like it's today, uh, you asked me, um, when we were talking about the difference between this movie and the musical mm-hmm. who played Corny Collins. And I was like, or you asked who played Corny Collins in the musical. And I said immediately, Oh, Cyclops. Yes. Things like yeah. that. And, and then like, you said, oh, Scott Summers. And then I went, no, I meant actor James Marston. James Marston, who's great. Yeah. Who's great. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And that's why I don't play the Schmodown very well. Yeah. Because like, that's why I do commentary on Schmodown, but I do not uh, play the game. Because my brain yeah. does not, those those small bits are not there. But I know I have a very broad knowledge of, in a lot of subjects. Yeah. It's it's mind-blowingly impressive how much stuff you know about stuff. So I did not have many friends growing up. <laughs> I read a lot of books. A lot of books. It's a way to do it. I mean, Keller and I books were the same. better than friends. But Keller and I don't know as much as you still. So. That's true. What happened? I don't yeah, know anything about the stuff I read. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys know it's like specifics. Like you can give me specifics. Keller, I feel sure. like, Keller, what are your pillars of knowledge? What are your pillars? You got Wes this Anderson movies on lock. That's not a, that's not a that's pillar. A pillar. That's a pillar. No, it's not. It can be. <laughs> that's like a, a whimsical tower that doesn't do anything for anybody. Uh, it's very symmetrical. Exactly. It looks and the perfect. music is great. Yeah. Exactly. The soundtrack's incredible. Um... You're pretty good at music. I, know, I, feel I like, like music and I like movies mm-hmm. and and like westerns in movies. Westerns, are more, yeah. I like I stuff read, you know about. Uh, yeah. yeah, guys. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I think regular books books are ones where I'm like, mm-hmm, ah, mm-hmm. I used to be better when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, true. And then guys literally, are reading Dune again. I don't know if that helps anybody. <laughs> cool. It does. That is helpful. Yeah. Gosh, what was the last? What's the last sci-fi series? I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm very far behind. I read my friend Lindsay Kelk's books. Oh, cool! Because it's important to me. Yes, but everything else, uh, is books on tape, baby. Hell yeah! I'm getting through the Expanse right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's those That's are books. A TV show? Those are books. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, those That's are books. That's awesome. In it's Lindsay's books, books okay, cool. in Lindsay's books, are there like wrestling references that only you understand? Not as many, but maybe this time. There should be. Yeah, there should be. There should be. Lindsay, slip them in there. Just like in the middle of Uh like fights, just like, and then does a wrestling move. It's a wrestling move here. I don't know any. (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, There's a lot. She Uh, describes her. I just like almost said like a dive. Yeah. Dives are, no, those are called topes. Okay. Yeah, those are dives. So dives on the outside. Tope uh, suicido is when you dive off the top. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no keep going. <laughs> keep going. Tope suicido is when you like dive off the top rope. You know, the let's outside. do the insi- let's do the entire index from A and go down. <laughs> Just give us all the wrestling terms. A is for. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Lindsay should be describing her heroes as faces and villains as heels. Good job. Yeah, that's well all. I, that's all I got. That's no, that's good. Got. That's the basics. That's, that's where you start. Basics. You start with mm-hmm. faces and heels. Mm-hmm. Faces and heels. Who's your favorite wrestler right now? Ooh, right now that's really that's really tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, I think. Cool. Right now she is the most over. Um, over is a term for meaning um, they are they are over big with the crowd. The crowd loves them. Got it. She is the most over re- wrestler in wrestling right now. Um, she's like the biggest. <laughs> name in wrestling she was one of the uh four horse women one of the original ones there's like two versions now long story but she's one of the original four horse women who came up through nxt through Mm -hmm. the nxt system she's an irish wrestler um learned from finn balor traveled all over was like a stewardess while also training in japan um submission specialist so she's really good with like arm bars and things like that um and so also very good with puns and she was one of those people where everyone really yeah people really liked (laughs) her but it felt like she she was being underutilized. Mm. Um, and then she got herself over with a great uh, promo while she was 
bloody in the face. They call it color. Like she just had like a crimson mask, also a word for when you have blood all over your face, which was real. And she got a concussion, wow. got herself over as one of the toughest people on the roster. Now like, she is the most a crimson over. Mask. I hate it. It's crimson so hard mask. to get out of my eyebrows. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's really true. tough. You have to get a spoolie. Exactly. Oh, have you spoolie. seen? Oh, makeup's also something I know. <laughs> a direct to video movie from a few years ago, Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. He just watched this recently. No, yeah, but it's not the great only reason. It's, you do need to watch it. It's not great. I don't need it to be but great. But the, uh, the five superstars in it are um, Vince McMahon. He plays an otter. John Cena, who's a surfing oh, penguin. Oh, that's... No, yes, yes. I know exactly what that. you're talking No, I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, okay, I haven't great. seen it. I'm, I'm saving that one because I want to wait until it's on streaming. Got it. Because I want to watch it with my patrons because mm-hmm, I think that would be really mm-hmm. fun. Along with... The, there's also Scooby-Doo ones. There is. Um, John Cena's teamed up with Scooby-Doo, yes. It's teamed up with Scooby-Doo. There's also Flintstones. They yeah. teamed up with the Flintstones. Yeah. I'm glad they're still doing that. It's 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 sad but cool. I guess. Well, they used to do it. It's like they when, used to hang out with the Harlem Globetrotters. That's true. The, yep. the Scooby Doo one, there's precedent yeah. for sure. But like, but a couple of these direct-to-video projects were like not getting funded, and then WWE Films because it has all the money. They were it like, hey, money. hey, mm-hmm. we'll 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 fund a Surfs Up two for you guys ten years after the first Surfs Up, and they were like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. All right, we still got the models of that porpoise yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, how do you wrestle on, on surfs? It's not wrestling. They made they made them surfers. But like tough as hell okay. surfers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's also like reality TV shows of mm-hmm. of lady wrestlers. Mm-hmm. There's like several. That's that one's called VH1's Diva Live. Diva's Diva Live. Live. Diva no, that's Live. not right. No, that's Diva's not. Live that's something else. Show. That was a show that was like Musical people singing. Show. Yeah. But so good. no, but you're very close. That was <laughs> yeah. E. It was good. E does Total Divas and Total Bellas. Oh. And then there is also one um, called Mister and Ms. or like oh. Ms. and Mrs. or something like that. Yeah. And that follows two wrestlers who are married. And one of Aww. them is the Miz. One of them is the Miz. That's why. That's a good. That's a good play on. Oh, okay. On, I like it better puns. now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What uh, movie do we watch? Uh, why don't you tell us, Keller? Are we Keller? supposed to do that part? Yeah, let's do that part okay. next. No, so. now we just talk about wrestling. <laughs> now uh, this is a wrestling podcast. Tradition number one, Keller is going to read us the blurb Thank you. from Empire Magazine in a British, stuffy British man's voice. Because this is a British magazine. Yeah, Empire Keller? Magazine. What are we talking about tonight? 444, Hairspray, <laughs> 1988, director John Waters. Waters delivers a garish but affectionate Baltimore flashback with pleasantly plump teen Ricky Lake doing a mean twist and ending racial segregation (laughs) on local TV as well. An outstanding doo-wop soundtrack and surprisingly sweet bad taste comedy with cheerfully grotesque work from Debbie Harry, Pia Zadora, Sonny Bono and Divine. Good. That was, that was a good summary, actually. Clap, 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 I'm actually going to yeah, I'm golf actually going to give it up to Empire Magazine for that one. They did. That's a good uh, yeah. description, yeah. a good summary. So we're talking about the original. I like that this is back in the day when you would have said pleasantly plump instead of thick with two C's. <laughs> <laughs> are, we gonna, are we going to? Are we going to? We're going to bring back pleasantly plump. No, I don't no. know if thick with two C's has made it over to, <laughs> to the, UK the UK anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it has. <laughs> oh, has it? <laughs> if my mentions are anything. To be <laughs> oh yeah, the internet made it, so it's everywhere. It's true. I'm sure you're. Mentions are just like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> pip, pip, you thick. Thick with two C's. <laughs> but they don't say thick. They say thick. Thick. With an F. Thick with two yeah. C's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you British bastards. That's great. You Sorry, British bastards. Thick with two thick C's. Thick with two C's. <laughs> Pricely. 
plump. <laughs> uh, great. So let's get into it. Uh, let's do overall thoughts. I've seen this movie before years ago, watched it by myself, did not enjoy myself as much as I enjoyed myself tonight when we watch it as a group. Danielle, you've seen the movie before. Yes. When was the last time you've seen it? Oh, it's probably been a minute. It's probably been, been at a least minute. five years. Yeah. Before we get into it, do you remember why you picked this movie? Because I sent you a list of movies, yeah. right? I was like, Danielle, here's what we got coming up. And you picked Hairspray. How come? Okay, why? I'm literally, I'm going to go through the list that you sent me okay. so that I can I can uh, have an educated it's, opinion on this. It's slim pickings, I would say. Yeah, we list. went. We, the slim pick, like this. Yeah, so it was um, Hairspray. Atonement, Being John Malkovich, uh, Akira, mm-hmm. The Lost Boys, American Psycho, Cat Concerto, Goodwill Hunting, Danger Diablic, Enigma of Casper Hauser, mm-hmm. Spring in a Small Town, and Enduring Love. Of those, the only one I wanted to see again was Hairspray. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Very fair. I, I like Akira. It's a hard movie to watch. It, it's yeah, it's it challenging. And you haven't seen Akira before, right? No. Nor that's Hairspray. Gonna, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. It's so, a good um, movie. It's You have to like pay yeah. attention and stuff. I've heard that yeah. it is... Uh, Challenging. The animation yeah, is buckle. next level. Yeah, the animation's next level in Akira, and I love it for that, but I could never connect with it. So it's going to be interesting rewatching it to see if I can, like... You're going to connect. Hopefully. Hopefully. So so let's get, Daniel, your overall thoughts. Did you pick up on anything new and like, this rewatch, or how do you feel about it now? Weirdly, I did, because, like, it was... Um you know, something that, and I think that we talked about this a little bit when comparing it with the musical. When I was a kid, um, I feel like this was really marketed as being a very pro, like it was one of the first like fat acceptance yeah, movies. Yeah. And that was really how it was marketed. And then you watch it now and you're like, oh no, this whole thing is about like racism. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the musical and you're like, ah, oh, but the movie doesn't pretend like it solved racism, mm-hmm. whereas the musical certainly does. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I recognized, which I'm, I just blame this on me having a squish head, just a head that was squishy. <laughs> this was literally the first time because always after, you know, there's that scene where um, Seaweed and his little sister, who are the kids of Motorbath Babel, mm-hmm. don't get into the Corny Collins show for their preteen night. Mm-hmm. And then they go back and Motormouth Mabel's like, oh no, we marching, like we're doing this, like blah, 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 blah. And I think as a kid, I was just kind of like, well, why is she so mad? She didn't get kicked out. She gets to go all the time. And now as an mm-hmm. adult, I'm like, yeah, because her babies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where you hold that impression until, look, I'm thinking about buying a dog, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting a dog. Mm-hmm. And the thought of someone, this is terrible. I'm black. I can do this. So I, <laughs> the thought of someone telling me that I couldn't bring my dog to a dog park or something. Right. Like I'm already having these thoughts because like, and also buildings have like weight limits on dogs and things like that. So mm-hmm. I have to make those adjustments. And it, it was, it was the first time I'm like, I'm a grown person. I'm like, yeah, of course the first thing she does is be like, oh, I'm definitely marching because yeah. you were mean to my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. as a kid, even knowing that was her, like, the, maybe I just didn't, maybe I didn't say something about my relationship with my mom where I'm like, well, my mom loves me, but I don't know if she's going to march. Mm. She has work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just, it's just a different context. And but yeah. also so, she was like going in there, but then that was interesting because she was like and here she is the host of our negro night mm-hmm. yeah. she came up on stage and then mm-hmm. uh later on she's like yeah our mom doesn't let us go anywhere near there mm, yeah that was so, interesting yeah 
Like, yeah, uh, it's, it was, it was, uh, I wasn't also aware of as much stuff. Like a thing I wasn't aware of the first time I watched this movie years ago was that like Baltimore has a, has a long history of being very racist. And that's a city that has dealt with a lot of this stuff. Thank you, The Wire. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, and it, and so rewatching. That's how we know Hairspray didn't end it. Yeah, <laughs> The Wire. Sorry, Tracy. Set in the same universe yep. as Hairspray. As the is. Wire. That did Stringer Bell. Yeah. Yeah, you see a young, <laughs> a young Stringer Bell dancing. Dancing. Uh, but like, but it, I, but I think it was on top of like this actually being John Waters' hometown and where mm-hmm. he came from, and him bringing a lot of his own. It's it's apparently like based on. Real ish. So I events. bet the like the auto shows a real thing that happens. Yes. Oh, I'm I, sure. I, I'm sure that John Waters growing up and being a teenager in Baltimore and that in that era of the United States and that time and place, he apparently like this this movie. It was based off of there was like a show that predated like um God, what, oh my gosh I can't believe I'm blanking on the guy's name um uh, uh Dick something who had the uh oh dancing time on tv who, show who, who who had the the um dick clark who dick, had clark. dick clark's yeah. rock and eve like dick clark had like a, a, a sort of an american bandstand show maybe that was the name of it even american that bandstand. Sounds right but there was a show in baltimore local public television that predated that show mm-hmm. that also had like a segregation desegregated thing that happened that john waters i think observed in his in his youth mm-hmm. so apparently this was based off of a lot of true events but even then I think it's all very interesting and purposeful that the story takes place in Baltimore, that that's what it's about, even though, even from my understanding of the movie, it's not really marketed as that. It's not marketed no. as a movie that's about black people. And I didn't people know that's US. what yeah, it was about. It's until not. Today. Yeah, it's really marketed as like, yeah. watch the fat girl win. Like, yeah. That's what the and, movie is marketed as. And look at this as. 80s movie that takes place in the 50s or yes. in the 60s. How fun. How fun. Like, right? All the costumes and the cars and the clothing and everything. And it being a comedy. That's what I remember it being marketed as. And like you're saying before we started, Danielle, they they like reran it on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I saw it first or like heard about it or whatever. Yeah, more so than likely. It's probably John Waters' most mainstream and accessible movie. Well, and it's also like it's. I guess one one of the things I love about this movie, what I love, like this movie and like Crybaby and like John Waters movies, period, Mm -hmm. that I think always gets lost in when it when it gets translated into musicals because (laughs) then other people write the books and all these other things happen. Did they make Crybaby a musical? Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, checks out. Yeah, that yeah yeah, that that does seem closer to a one in one translation. But Mm -hmm. so it it just feels like. This movie very much from the dialogue to the acting to all of that stuff, this movie knows it like it's a John Waters movie and mm-hmm. it knows like it's him being, look, I want to talk about these things. I want to tackle these things, but I'm still going to be me. It's still going to be layered under 40 layers of irony mm-hmm. and camp because that's how I can get people to actually pay attention to me telling the story from True. my childhood it is, through my like, own filter. It's yeah. it's still very much in his voice. And mm-hmm. I feel like the musical loses so much of his voice. I'm glad that he made his coin. Mm-hmm. Get the bag always. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and and this and what and what's great about it is like you can't even be mad because it's like look, this version will always exist forever. True. It is pristine. It will never go away. We will always have this perfect version of perfect Ricky Lake and the guy who I guess is not the Red Ranger, whatever. Um, Red Ranger in our hearts. We will always have this version of the movie, mm-hmm. but then again, he gets to get the bag and, and have mm-hmm. and have the big musical. I just wish that they would have kept 
more of the irony and mm-hmm. more yeah. of the, the John Waters isms in the camp. It's so campy. And because it, it is so campy and it, it does very much seem like there's a story of this girl and then there's a story of racism and these two things combine and intertwine, but you never feel like, oh, Tracy Turnblad ends racism mm-hmm. in this, in, in the 88 movie as much mm-hmm. as you feel it in the musical. Because mm-hmm. literally at the end, she's like, we're going to dance, but then we're going to march. And it's like, that's not your call. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, <laughs> (laughs) It's very clear that like when these, when the movements start and it starts with the black folks, the black folks Mm -hmm. are the ones who begin the protesting and then Tracy will join in, but it's never her being like the civil rights leader. It's always Mm -hmm. her being like a really good ally. Like it's a, I forgot her name. Mama. What was her uh, name? Uh, Motormouth? Motormouth. Motormouth Yeah. Motormouth Mabel. Mabel. She, uh, and and she's the one who handcuffs, they handcuff her. Self to, the, to, the to mayor free Tracy. Yes. Yeah. Like to the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, when the first protests start outside of the studio, that is led by Seaweed and the, mm-hmm. Lord knows they didn't give this girl a name, but his adorable little <laughs> pigtailed sister yeah. and oh, yeah. Penny. she handcuffs herself to yeah. the. Yeah. And so that's like, they start the protest, then Tracy's like inside working and then he goes, she goes out and joins them. And that's the way it always works. And so, yeah, for that end of the musical to be like, and now we got a march and it's like, mm-hmm. did nobody ask you? You mm-hmm. were not yeah, voted yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this ends is like, and now the Corny Collins show is integrated. That's yeah. true. It's but like it's one show in Baltimore and we exactly. got a lot of work left mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And that's what the movie feels like yeah. instead of like the musical where it feels like, and then Tracy ended racism forever. Mm-hmm. And even the head of the network is still very begrudging the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. played by Divine. Yes. Amazingly. He did such a great job. <gasps> so good. So good. So good. Super, so super good. funny. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perfect no, for the level right. of camp. The, the, what, the one great thing about the musical, like you were saying, and then like the movie version of that from 2007, I think, with Travolta mm-hmm. and Christopher Walken and everybody else, is that like maybe that is even more mainstream than the than the original John Waters movie. Oh, it is mm-hmm. absolutely. Maybe those projects will get seen by more people, but hopefully, fans of those projects will seek it out. Will go and find the original and be like, "Oh, I love this!" Like like little girls and little boys across the country mm-hmm. will have seen yes. the Travolta movie, and their parents are like, "Yeah, Hairspray, it's all good." And then they're like, "Can we also watch the original?" Yeah, sure, it's Hairspray, it's fine. And then they get to see that message. They get to see the, the well. Movie, Chelsea you know? and Abby both had seen the musical and were yeah. bummed that this one wasn't a musical. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> five minutes into this one, Chelsea was like, "This is all." already better than yeah. that other one is. Uh, it's just a better movie. It is. Yeah. And also, yeah. I, I do, I love Nikki Blonsky. I had to tell the guys this because they did not know this, mm. about the thing that oh, sweet, sweet, dear, sweet Nikki Blonsky does, was doing for a while where she would like get into someone's ads on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She was the one who played Tracy oh, Turner yeah, yeah, the yeah. musical. In, yeah. So she would get into someone's ads on Twitter and be like, oh my God, this is so funny. By the way, I'm Nikki Blonsky. <laughs> I'm playing Tracy Turner in Shout out to Nikki Blonsky. Shout, Shout out to, to Nikki. Nikki That's awesome. Good for her. Did She's, she play her in the movie as well? In the new movie or no? She was in. The, I don't know if she did it on. on got it, I, every, everyone movie. for the movie was yeah. just the movie. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, they cool. were not the people that were from Broadway. Good for her. Has Nikki Blonsky done anything since that movie? She has, and I just pulled it up because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to see the latest one. No, that's Ricky Lake. No, that that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, her latest. So she has an upcoming project called Ghost in the Graveyard. Okay. Okay. Um, she Too just scary. did. <laughs> Pup Star World Tour, where she did a voice. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite movie, 2018. <laughs> I, it, it is 2018. It's my Oscar pick. 
<laughs> you, you were right. Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Get out of here. Get out of here. She had a cameo in the Hairspray Live version that was done. On, I'm assuming it was like an NBC. Oh well, yeah, they did that. I remember. And that, that mm-hmm. was the one with um, Dove Cameron, Kristen Chenoweth. What a great. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good pull. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. Back when you could still get her as mm-hmm. Penny Pingleton. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this actually doesn't. Oh, and uh, Maddie Bayo. Ba- ba- that's great. Mm. There's another pop star. Oh, these are all. Oh, she was in Smash. Okay. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta see okay. this other pop star. I've only seen the. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. See, you gotta go world back. Star. Yeah. Pop star. Pop that star. World star. Sounds terrible. I want. Oh, I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. Immediately yeah, after. Yeah, that definitely. I won't want to go to bed um, first because it's late. But. Do you guys feel like uh, 20 years from now that maybe 15 that they're that they're gonna make. Just because it had such a great soundtrack, a Guardians of the Galaxy musical. Because I feel like that's why they made a Hairspray musical. Well, they made a like, Spider-Man musical, yeah, and you too signed on for it. They did. Here's You're the, right. Yeah, I think that it would be more likely to be like an across the universe. Mm, it just has the songs in it, it, it and sing. then it goes around. And but yeah. it, I mean, you can keep the same plot and keep mm-hmm. the same beats, and then just have them sing mm-hmm. you know like imagine it this is not in the guardians this is in infinity war but imagine <laughs> if they're sitting there and like they're just they're going into space and all of a sudden star lord is just like man my back is so tight i feel like a rubber band man, man. and all of a sudden like <laughs> they all start singing yeah like i feel like that could be that could be possible that or be um you could do some really cool visuals i'm already yeah. seeing it but also it's great. I mean, everybody's you know, flying around <laughs> Nothing is going to be strings. as good as um, no James Gunn Tom, will do it. Tom Cruise singing into a butt for what? For what? The, what? He did a musical. Um, see, this is where it's like I know a lot of things, but oh I have to make God. sure that I'm Tom, Tom Cruise singing, Cruise singing Cruise. into a butt. This Mission is a Impossible real Ghost thing. Protocols. Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. yeah, he sings into a butt. Ghost butt a call. Ace Ventura the musical. No, 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 no. It was. A, it was. A, it is a musical, and this is gonna rock. Rock of Ages. Oh, Rock of Ages. Oh, he sings. Ages. He sings directly yeah. into Malin Ackerman's oh, butt. Oh, okay. Right. I did see that movie. Like literally. Like literally. Yeah, in her butt. that was bad. I missed it. I forgot. He that sings. Part. I want to know what love. Into her butt. Into her right butt. into her butt. She's wearing uh, underwear. <laughs> so yeah, we could do something like that for boy. the guy. Oh uh, yeah, we did it. Boy, oh, boy. We solved it. We cracked it. That's the worst. Uh, <laughs> Literally the my, worst. My overall thoughts on hairspray were that when the first time I watched it, I thought that the movie was good, and I definitely could understand why it became a cult movie yeah. in the 90s. It didn't make a bunch of money when it was released, but it got uh, more popular on like home video and in, into the 1990s. I felt like I compared it to Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm like, yeah. I get it. It's got a cult following. But watching it tonight with a group, like with us, it was so much more entertaining and so fun. We were pointing stuff out to one another. We were like laughing, like the line, like Jerry Stiller's hilarious. Yes, like so when, what? What funny. line does he yell about his eyes? Like my daughter's got no bugs, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's like that's another thing that I didn't recognize. As many times as I've seen this movie, I didn't recognize that the dude, the douche fender, was the mm-hmm. same douche as the lead of the Lafayettes. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I, as a kid, mm-hmm. thought that like she was flirting with Fender to make not the Red Ranger Link. jealous. Yeah, and then. 
then was like flirting with the lead in this like band yeah. and now it makes sense mm-hmm. that it's like oh it's him and that's why this is extra douchey and terrible I feel like we should explain the Red Ranger thing so before we started the movie <laughs> no we should I was guys, so I don't know if anybody's seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers but the Red Ranger Red Ranger is heavily featured like he's one of the main Power Rangers yes, yes, yes. Um, so, the thing right? is he's, he's also in the film Hairspray no, he's not. as the main love interest no, of Tracy but this yes. was one time that I was very positive because mm-hmm. I think they're they're both intertwined in my brain because as I was seeing that for the first time I was also seeing Power Rangers for the first time and mm-hmm. they look identical. They do. And they both have a saint in their name for no good reason. And at one point he's wearing it all red. <laughs> so <laughs> Head the, to toe. So the actor who plays Jason the Red Ranger and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and beyond is Austin St. John. Yes. Yeah. And the actor They're who both plays, Catholic is the thing we've learned. Yes. Uh, no, apparently. <laughs> the actor who plays Link in Hairspray is goes by the name of Michael St. Gerard. Okay. So and they look similar. They do very right, they think really he changed his name. <laughs> When he went on to he be the to be, Red Ranger. Look, look, which one's better? Austin? Mm-hmm. Austin St. John or Michael St. John? Ger- Gerard, Gerard, whatever. It's Gerard sounds better than when, John. When I when I told Danielle, I was like looking it up. I was like, it's actually not the same actor. She was like, what? No. But then as soon as I said both of their names, she went, okay, that, yeah, that's why I did yeah, that's that. Why I did that. <laughs> and that's why that stayed with me my entire life. We didn't uh, have IMDb when I was a child, you guys. That's true. <laughs> we had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, that's a guy from Hairspray. <laughs> No, I know it. It's the same name. If you watch that Morphin Time montage, he looks they look just alike, especially when you compare it to when he goes to dance with Tracy for the first time and Mm -hmm. his head's like right in the camera for no good reason. And then he goes like this Tyrannosaurus (laughs) I was like, dang, that's where they got it from. No, but then later in the movie Link gets um hit with a purse twice on his knees and falls down because down and it's like I've gotta turn giant. And they all combine make a giant robot. But this dude and also he was wearing all red, so they all turned into a giant robot. Robot and they defeat racism. <laughs> they defeat it's racism. awesome. Great. They are a racism defeating robot. Exactly. Zordon's like, Rangers, we need you to defeat racism in Baltimore. <laughs> I had to explain to people what high yellow was. Speaking of colors, yes. of Rangers. Oh, yeah. I had yes. to explain to, to uh, everyone what high yellow means. So Tracy gets accused of being high yellow, and then Tracy's mom gets so. No, no, no. That was when she got accused of being mulatto. Mulatto, which is yeah. another thing. I, I, yeah. I figured I know everyone what, knows mulatto. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows what mulatto that is. That one's but, in literature, but most people did not know what high yellow is. Yeah. Which is I've, when, I've yet to encounter that in literature. It, it, was, it was the bad guy family. <laughs> You're reading the wrong book. I'm the, sorry. The mean girl's family said, pointing to the TV, talking about Tracy's and her character, they were like, for all we know, she might be high yellow. And I was like, what does that mean? And then Danielle let us know. It means it means um, a very light skinned black person. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, for weird context. My mom is mixed. She is so I'm like kind of mixed. My mom is um, German, Czech, and black. My oma is German and Czech. Uh, oh. My granddaddy is black. They married pre loving. It was kind of a bitch to get over here. All this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pre loving. I love it. I'm like got it. I know exactly. Yeah, that, exactly well, what it is. That movie wasn't it. out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just waiting. You know, it was limited, but it hadn't opened wide. Oh, it's hard times, hard times. Exactly. They, they didn't have an arc light. <laughs> and so, um, and so, you know, they. My mom uh, marries my sister's dad. That doesn't work out. And then mm-hmm. she marries my dad. That doesn't work out. Then she marries our stepdad. He's the best. They've been married for like a million years. He's like my dad, dad. Mm-hmm. But so my mom is light skinned, and my sister, when we were kids, they used to when they would, you know, when because colorism's a thing, mm-hmm. people would call her high yellow. Mm. Um, and I'm like, you know, my my pops, my stepdad is dark skinned, and then I'm like the darkest of the women in the family. Wow. Yeah. But it was, it was very much like 
kids would definitely be like, "Ooh, you're so black and blah, 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 blah. But at my home, wow. I was always like affirmed that like, you're my chocolate baby and I just love you so much. <laughs> that's lovely. That's great. It was very, very sweet. But yeah, so that's yeah. how I learned high yellow because wow. that's what people, horrible people would call my sister. Yeah. Good God. I had literally never heard that term. Me neither. I guess the first time I heard it was with the first time I watched Hairspray, forgot it, and then relearned it tonight because I reheard it for the first time. Uh, so yeah, it's so, also like it's kind of antiquated. Like red yeah. bone, I feel like has come into more yeah. prominence, or just light skinned, not necessarily like mm-hmm. high yellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, That's like yeah. what it's it's antiquated, like mulatto or like an octoroon, mm-hmm. where it's like people don't really use it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, don't know that one either. Um, yeah, octoroon sure. would be if you were like one eighth black. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm, I get uh, it especially like uh, used in like Louisiana and places where there's a lot of just kind of like commingling of cultures. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, my overall thoughts were like, it's super fun to watch with a group. Um, and then even with the context of the movie, this is one of those movies where like hairspray to me feels very, there's moments where I'm like, this feels very indie, very Mm. amateur, but it's still super charming. It's not the most polished movie. It's not, you know, and you could tell that it was like made for like a lower budget and it only made $8 million when it came out. Um, but, but for me, it's less like the final product objectively, the movie Hairspray, but and it's it more. And it put money into some stuff and you can tell. Yes, like it, it did. Yeah, the production design and the styling awesome. is yeah. amazing. All the costumes are amazing. Yeah. And again, I feel like that's another, what makes John Waters so great is, you know, it, it's, um, it's Robert Rodriguez with the bus. He knows <laughs> what he has and he knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. He knew that he could, you know, he was able to get this. Mm-hmm. And so what he did was he made that movie a pest pastiche, which we wound up actually, I think, you know, he started it in Hairspray and I love Hairspray. I think it's better than Crybaby, Mm -hmm. but he really nailed it in Crybaby Mm -hmm. of being able to say like, well, you know, it's things are limited and this is how it's going to look. Well, then I'm going to play into that. I'm going to do these weird wipes. I'm going to do these weird cuts. I'm going to do these weird transitions that you would normally find Mm -hmm. in a movie of that time. Of that time. Absolutely. Yeah. When Link was crawling on the ground after he was wearing all red and he had his knees caps busted, they did like a that's all folks like, (laughs) like so many like weird, (laughs) surreal bits. Yes. Yes. And like, it's like the entire movie is always winking at you Mm -hmm. and it's always campy, Mm -hmm. but then it'll get real dark all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the real dark examples. Well, I mean, there were just some moments, especially just when it came to like the treatment of black people in Baltimore, where yeah. something would happen and then they would be like, this real thing happening. We'd be like, ah, that sucks. Well, that would, is all you know, I think that's very jarring, yeah. which I think is very effective. Yeah, Because that's what it does. It'll do the jarring thing and then it'll yeah. do the weird wipe mm-hmm. to dancing. But mm-hmm. it's also, I think like it, it it's it's not trying to hang a lampshade on that, which again, for me mm-hmm. is a huge difference between that and the musical. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not trying to be like, racism's terrible. It's just yep. kind of telling these two stories, which are the story of the rise of this fat girl mm-hmm. through the ranks of like the, you know, the teenage society in Baltimore mm-hmm. and falling in love with someone along with the rise of the rights of, and just showing where those kind of inter, mm-hmm. intermix and it never takes itself too seriously because it, yes. you know, there's that like makeout scene mm-hmm. where uh, Tracy says, I wish I was dark skinned. <laughs> and then Link oh, says, yeah. <laughs> So fucking funny. It's ridiculous. So Link Tracy, <laughs> our souls are black, even though our skin is white. <laughs> like, yeah, and then there's like, you know, seaweed and Penny, and it's like black and white. We're outcasts from both worlds, and Penny's like, go to second. Go, go to, to second. second. And like, then like, crabs her boobs, and he's like, oh. <laughs> 
it's like total anime so over the top like it's so funny it's It's fantastic but that that's another thing where it's it's these stories that are about these things and it's important but it's never it's not trying to take itself seriously it's trying to tell the story yeah that's absolutely true um, I guess yeah. that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, so so that's how I feel about it. I think more I, even I than think yeah. also, I think also yeah. yeah yeah I, I think that more, I think well, you did it better than I did. I no, think I just not took at all. More that words. Is, no, I, <laughs> I like what you said a lot words. better. <laughs> uh, that was the specific example I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> for me, the impact of this movie and its message and its and its like place in sort of pop culture and its cult status to me earns it the, like a spot on the top 500 movies of all time. Like, and I think if you're going to have one John Waters movie, this is a pretty good, it's like the only one I've seen. Yeah. yeah I don't like do yeah. pink flamingos. Yeah. I had to explain to them about pink flamingos. You guys, mm. what did you, what, what, what did you explain? Uh, the part where oh, divine ate, ate dog poop. poop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't specify it's it dog. Yeah. Poop. Okay. You just, you said, just said poop. You just said, and I was divine like, ate shit. damn. Yeah. Divine ate shit. Yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Divine ate dog poop. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Divine ate a real poo. And then that's fine. Dog poo? That's still pretty bad. You know, it, it, it was, was on a strict mm-hmm. vegetable diet for a solid six months beforehand. It's that, that, like, that experimental 70s theater. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to do it. It's like, oh, dude, you need dog shit in your movie? Fucking amateur. You're not doing it for real? Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is art. Oh, you used pudding? Get out of here. Those are the, like, the kids that spell theater R-E. Like uh, me. I yeah. did that. Theatre. <laughs> Keller, did you have any yeah, other, anything else come to mind when talking about Harris by Me? Tonight's the first time you watched it, and overall, what did you think? Um, it was not what I expected. Yeah, you expecting I a musical. I wasn't expecting a musical, In fact, I don't when, think. when you found out that it wasn't a musical, you were like, I think I'm going to like this movie more now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, and I did. Yeah. I did like it, because it was weird, and I liked how weird it was, mm-hmm. and I liked how winking it was, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I yeah. think... Probably 500 movies. Yeah, yeah it belongs right? on the list. Somewhere around there, right? We've yeah. seen some pretty shit movies definitely. up to this point that we can definitely. I mean, like we this, say that all the time. The music's like, amazing. Yeah, like, I soundtrack. love that this movie would just like let a song be. Like, mm-hmm. it showed her that first dance when she just like, yeah. go dance out there. They do the entire song mm-hmm. and all the dancing. I like but that it'll just do that. To be fair, songs in 1963 were like a minute long. Like, there were six That was seconds. like a yeah, while, though. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, fact yeah. that they, yeah. you sat there it's and true. watched them well, all they dance died, for a They died sooner minutes. than we did, you guys. They just figured out polio. They don't have time for four minutes. <laughs> That's songs. a good point. Right? Like, with like hey, five different remixes. Not Get much your dancing dances with in. polio. All right. Song's over. Next song. All right. Here's a mashed potato and. And now, all right, next song. The yeah. mashed potato. We did see the Soldier Boy was a dance back then. <laughs> uh, it was number two on the board. Tell him. Yeah. That's all I got. Soldier Boy? That was it. Tell him. Uh, there you go. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a song. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, my favorite, I think, still might be Jerry Stiller in the movie. Although Divine He's was so like so funny. funny. Oh, and the dodgeball coach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, hit the showers. <laughs> That's a Vince McMahon voice. That's what she was it's doing. She's it's doing some good, good Vince McMahon. So you have voice. seen Surfs Up to Wave Mania. All right. <laughs> or right. any wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything else to talk about? Uh, anything that we didn't discuss with Hairspray? It's good. good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. It's one of the movies I think that like seeing it in childhood definitely like shaped my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of my favorite movies when it would come on repeat. Let me ask Um, you a question. Did you see Hairspray? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
I get yeah. Tim, Tim Burton vibes. Yes, yeah. yes. Like bomb in the hair. But like specifically with, like a Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but with like more substance than I think most. Like Tim surrealism Burton-y. in a grounded world is yeah. just like nods yeah. at it. Yeah, fewer yeah. swirls. Yeah, <laughs> but still the one swirl. So when, not enough, you mean? When John Waters showed up and was like, "Black boys and shocking that girl," like it was so fun. It was so funny. You can tell he's having fun doing yeah, it too because it's, it's just so it's, it's so, so surreal, stupid. so over the top. Yeah, it's great. Did you watch Hairspray before or after the episode of The Simpsons where John Waters guest starred? Dating myself, but mm-hmm. before, Ooh. way before. Ooh, I yeah. think that Simpsons episode was my first exposure to John really? Waters, which was super, super fun. I mean, most of pop culture, me being my age, I got it first through the Simpsons. Like, I think I saw the Simpsons oh, yeah, parody of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where like Homer fell down the stairs as oh, Bart was like the, trying yeah. to run. Like, it is if Homer was the boulder, and then and I saw the Raiders garage, of the Lost yeah. Ark. Yeah, so like. You know, yeah, I saw The Simpsons Shining before The Shining. I did too. That same, same. You guys are spoiling The Simpsons. Yeah, (laughs) he's never. He's only seen season one. And it's last okay. Year. My boyfriend's the same. He's Ooh. like, he's watching, he's been through some tree houses of horror. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. done it. Like when they did that marathon on FX, I caught some just in, I was like, we're going to do season one all the way to the end yeah. for the next week and a half. Yeah. I would catch a few every now and yeah, then. Yeah. Part mm-hmm. of me is like, I want him to watch it because he loves movies and old movies so much that yes. I think that he'd be into it for that. But it's also one of those things like if you, you tell, when you tell someone like, oh, George Carlin was a genius and they go mm-hmm. back and watch it and they're like, I don't get it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, because everything after he's did what he did. Yeah. That too. But yeah, it, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like when when so many people when you're ahead of the curve, right. then you become extremely dated when everyone else takes what I, you did and build off of it. Mm-hmm. And like again, I'm, I just read it all of Friends, and I was still able to laugh at Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So though, I think I'll yeah. be able to. Well, do the, the nipples Simpsons. helped. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's nipples. Literally all of the all of them. All of them. Have you seen? Go back and watch Friends. Watch it in HD. There are way more nipples than you think that there should we be. We didn't on do a nipple time. count. We did a no. turtleneck count. Yeah, a lot of turtlenecks. And, uh, yeah, I think we got men up to like women. fourteen I, in a season. Men and women. I almost wonder if they did that showgirls thing where like they made them grab the ice beforehand because I like, think they said they did crank the uh, AC. Really? There's here's, a lot of nip. Here, here's what I will say about this. I don't. I don't I'm not gonna. It's unfortunate. I'm that glad I know we got this, here. But I know this. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston was Ellen DeGeneres' first ever guest on the Ellen Show. Yes, like fifteen. 20 years ago like mm-hmm. I was like in high school or a little bit after that I may have been in college and Ellen getting a talk show daytime show was a big deal yeah and you didn't know if it was going to last because that's ha- like Martin Short had a talk show and it didn't last like when you know God, I Chevy hope Chase it, had a talk yeah, show I hope it, it does last. last so Magic Johnson yeah so all of the people that we love will sometimes get a deal like that and it's like oh I'm going to tune in because Ricky Lake. blank person I love mm. has got a show and Ellen just for like she's right place in the right time, and she and her thing was so perfect for that audience, and so she's been able to do it, and she's like the biggest name in daytime, you know, talk show host. Her first ever guest was Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston came out, and she was wearing like a thick sweater, and the first thing Ellen says to her is like, "Oh, are you cold?" And Jennifer Aniston immediately, without missing a beat, was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And then they like continued on with the interview. And I remember seeing that and going, ooh, that, ugh. Uh, Jennifer didn't catch it or she did and like immediately threw it, like threw it away. And Ellen, like as a pro, was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. And they kept it all in the show. And I remember also around that time and even since then, I've seen people – 
I've seen, like, I've heard, I've had conversations about Jennifer Aniston's nipples. It's the worst thing. <laughs> and like, apparently it was a, it was, Hector, a, it was a, how many conversations? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like a known thing that like the people who worked on friends and other stuff with Jennifer Aniston, like her, her co-stars or whatever, it, it was, became kind of like a known thing and like a joke of like, yeah, that's, that's Jen. Like she's, her nipples are always like that. Well, it's not just her cause Courtney yeah. Cox gets it too. Yeah. I think yeah. Kudra wore padded cause she wasn't going to go out like that. <laughs> she was not going out. Like Talk that. about the difference between seeing you something, something doing second when city you're, or groundlings. Yeah, yep. the, the difference between seeing something when you're a kid versus an adult. When I was a kid, my favorite friends was like my favorite friends Chandler. He's funny. My favorite oh. friends. My favorite friends Monica. She's funny. I like them. I liked Ross, and then as an adult, I'm like, well, Lisa Lisa Kudrow is the best. Like, oh, Phoebe's yeah, the yeah. best Phoebe character. Phoebe is the best. So, so funny. So funny, and and Lisa Kudrow is amazing in the role. Like, anyway, guys, I think stupid. I'll like The Simpsons. Stupid good. It's stupid good. <laughs> no, and I remember, like, I made Keller watch the first season in one sitting. The first mm. season's 13 episodes. That's they're, a bit. They're, they're crude. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. There's some classics in there, but it's still like, there's that episode where Smithers is black. Like, they still haven't figured it out. <laughs> Right, it's weird. It's off weird. color Smithers. The whole time I'm watching the move, uh, the, the show, I'm doing that annoying thing where I'm looking at Keller, like huh? I always do that. Like, huh? And, and Isn't he, that good? He Don't was you so like nice. It? He goes, he goes, he goes. I don't love this, but I can see myself. I can see the show getting better, and I can see me like liking it more later. And I was like, "Yes, okay, good. Season four is perfect." Like that whole thing of, uh, and like you were saying, it's just just so influential. And I also mm-hmm. know that like in the first few seasons, they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, we're going to keep this grounded like a real sitcom," mm-hmm. and then they go off. And, yeah, yeah, and then it gets and then fantastic. Bart gets an elephant. Thing. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's fucking great. Yeah, Bart gets an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and a horse, and even and Lisa had a horse, and what? Michael Jackson at one point. Michael Jackson. Bart gets a Michael Jackson. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leon Kompowski. That was a real guy's name. Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. And it was a secret for forever that that was actually Michael you Jackson's voice. You were both voice. dancing and looking at me while I was singing. Yeah, and it was awesome. That's the cult of the Simpsons, man. So we'll eventually, we'll, we'll finish it out. I've been wanting to do Simpsons Sundays. If your guy wants to come and watch the Simpsons in a totally judge-free environment. Judgment-free. Judgment-free yeah. environment. We had like we had two of my buddies over, but I think they've seen the Simpsons. But I, I, I threw an invite out to a bunch of people and they're like, that sounds great. I've never seen an episode of The Simpsons. You know, where do I start? And I was like, well, we'll knock out a season in one day. And then nobody showed up. Yeah, so. nobody showed yeah. up. Yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those things where you almost have to, like, start with season four. You do. You really do. So. But you really Hector do. I was like, nah, make nah, nah, me nah. do it all. I'm like, you have to understand the origin of Santa's Little Helper before we go on. <laughs> you have to know where that dog came from and why it's named Santa's Little you Helper. You need to like curate the best of <laughs> of the first three seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then let Skip me do this. that Skip for this. me. I would leave everything in. I'm such an I know. idiot. You're, really well, you're a completist. I'm a completist. That's the Absolutely. thing. It's like, well, the couch gag's really good in this one, so you need to watch the entire episode. <laughs> Couch cats didn't start getting really good until yeah. season two. They mm-hmm. repeated him a mm-hmm. bunch in this mm-hmm. first yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but season two I think opens. With I thought like, it was bullshit. Sorry, God, no. Season two <laughs> opens with Camp Krusty, I think, which is a great episode. That's a great episode. And then it's like bangers after bang. Like like the Homer is a great episode where he designs a car. We yes, talked about that. That's the one that it looked like, like when 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 she yeah, wins that little <laughs> Amber Von Tussle claustrophobic the, uh, yeah. Power Wheels. Mm-hmm. Abby was like, I want that. I want to drive that around LA. <laughs> yeah. And both me and Hector were like, it's like the Simpsons. Yeah. It's the Homer. It's the Homer, Homer. that designed a car. I'm just ruining it for you. Um, it's ruined. All right. Well, 
Hairspray is great. If you've listened to this whole thing and haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, do yourself a favor, rewatch it. It's, yeah, go back it's and watch it. Great. It's on Hulu. It's great. It is on Hulu. That's right. Uh, what movie are we watching next week? Next week we're watching Dog Day Afternoon. And our, oh. guest, our guest is going to yeah. be Mr. Mike Cruz. Ooh. And Dog Day Afternoon, I've never seen it. I haven't either. I own it. It's based on a true story. On a shelf. Yeah, is I just really? saw something yes. about the guy today. Whoa. It is based on a true story. Whoa. That's awesome. About a dude who robbed a bank um, so that he, I mean, this is, I, this is spoilers. Okay. Go but ahead. I feel like Go it's ahead. like an 80 year old movie. Yeah, 80, yeah. But it's about a dude who robbed a bank um, in order to pay for his uh, his transgender partner's gender conforming story. I love that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so I love him. Keller, you own it, but we're going to yeah. watch it. But it's also like rentable on mm-hmm. online. So yeah. rent it online. It's probably it's not streaming somewhere, right? It's not. I checked. It's not. Sorry, At guys. It's not on my app or whatever. But Dog Day Afternoon, that's going to be dope. But now we get to the fun part. Danielle, mm-hmm. you get to contribute a movie to a list of what you would consider to be the 500 greatest movies of all time. What movie are you going to pick and why? Mm. I... Have been thinking about this all podcast. Okay. This is a very difficult decision. Mm-hmm. Do you have like runner-ups? I do. Okay, I okay. want to hear those as well. I have yeah. a lot of ideas. Let's, let's start with your run, like your top five or whatever, then end with the one you're going to pick. Okay. 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 Runners up. In contention. Mm-hmm. In contention. Teen Witch. Whoa! I haven't seen it. Teen Witch was the supposed to be like the spinoff slash lady version of Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. It's where an unpopular girl discovers that she is a witch through the help of Zelda, what's her name, the lady from Poltergeist. Oh, um, ahead she gets, of its time. She gets a, a, a magic necklace, mm-hmm. um, and it allows her to do witchery, and she uses it to make herself popular. Awesome. They should remake that. They should. They will. Okay, yeah, um, you're right. So that's not what Sabrina the Teenage Witch is? No. It's but, different. No, that's because spooky. because okay. because and to, or like the Sabrina from Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina I'm talking about yeah. that one. Might be inspired by that because Sabrina was just like an old Archie comic. So okay. even though yeah. it, pre- it predates the movie that Danielle's talking about, I bet that movie came out and the people that were making Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina were like, "Oh, they that's just a good threw it all that, together." Yeah, let's no, just, just borrow take this. Some of that. Whatever, let's borrow that. Probably. Okay, so that's one. Uh huh. Next. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Purple Rain. Mm. Oh, shit. That's not on here Damn. yet, is it? Is it on the <gasps> 500? I, I doubt it highly. No. Let me check. I can see someone doing that. Let me check to like see. Like enough if, people being like, Purple Rain, you got to put Purple yeah, Rain on there. I, I, Prince, you got to do it. Let me check. Uh, it's looking like, no. We have it's not. watched uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah. We have watched Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have watched Saw. <laughs> we have watched... Flesh. Mm-hmm. We have terrible watched movie. so in the, many in the, company bad, of men. in the company of men. So yeah. many terrible yeah. movies. So Purple Rain should be on. So Purple Rain. I would so rather watch yeah. Purple Rain than wow. any of those. So damn. So that's no. So now I'm getting down to my last three. Okay. Okay. Oh, Next, Showgirls. What? Nice. Uh, you would you would put Showgirls on this thing? Fuck yeah, I because would. Because of the fun factor. Um, because it's very important to watch. Verhoeven <laughs> had a plan, and you can tell it was thwarted. Originally, the rumor is, and I, I haven't been able to confirm this, mm-hmm. but you can hear a lot of it in the soundtrack that Prince was going to do the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because he saw any clip of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina Gershon is a master in this. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows exactly what movie she's in. As a friend of mine, David from back home, says, "Hey, Dave." Um, David Schmader. Hi, um, Dave. <laughs> um, so that would be next. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now we're getting down to my last two. Okay, this is a second place runner up. This is getting really hard. Okay. And really, really tricky. Okay. I'm excited about it. Break into Electric Boogaloo. 
Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Did not make the cut. It did not. But it oh, almost man. did it make the cut. It came very close. Well, tell us about Breaking 2. First yeah, of all, none of our movie titles rhyme yet. Tell us about Breaking. Okay, so the first Breaking is about a ballet dancer named Kelly. Cool. Who has a gay friend who takes her to, quote unquote, the hood, which I think is just Venice Beach. And they and she meets some people who are breakdancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is there, but only for a second. But awesome. he is there in a crowd Is he scene. doing awesome. the splits? He's not doing the splits, but he's doing oh, okay. a very weird, awkward Van Damme dance. Van dance. Van dance. And so she learns how to, um, very close, she learns how to... Uh, dance by these two guys um, named Turbo and Ozone because they were looking for something different because they have been getting into these dance battles with a rival dance crew um, and Ice-T is usually there for some reason and then that dance crew gets a girl and they're like we have to get a girl so they get Kelly they teach her how to break dance at one point Turbo, who works for a bodega, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. um, the L.A. version of a bodega, what we think it might be, mm-hmm. um, d- makes a broom float while he's sweeping outside because he's magic. What? Um, what? And he dances with the broom. And then they get Kelly and then they win the day. In the sequel, Electric Boogaloo. They didn't just use magic to <laughs> save the day? Which they should have. So you're yeah. telling me Star Wars The Last Jedi ripped off Breakin'? Man, possibly actually, because I'm forgetting what year Breakin came out in, but Breakin might have been before Jedi, and I'm not even oh, kidding. I'm, oh, no, but the Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, The Jedi, Last Jedi. The oh, most yeah. recent, because that movie yeah. ended no, with a kid did. sweeping a broom and then magically moving it. Like, yeah, no, it definitely force. took it from. Well, Breakin. if you watch. Wow. You can find the gifts. The gifts are available. If you watch the credits a little bit longer, he's like doing a head spin on something. In Breaking 2, uh, oh, and, and Kelly has, and Ozone were kind of falling in love. Mm. So in Breaking 2, Kelly has been studying in Paris, I believe, or somewhere. She's been studying sure. somewhere. Breakdancing? Um, more ballet. Okay. She okay. comes back to come visit. It's clear that her and Ozone have gone through a breakup, and he is now dating a woman we do not like. She is the she is the um Amber Bont von Tussle of mm. that movie. Okay, I'm in. Uh. We hate her. Um and so her and her friends are like, no, you can't hang out with with Turbo and Ozone because you left them. And Turbo and Ozone have now taken they have a rec center mm-hmm. where the kids can play mm-hmm. and that's all they're they've they're dedicating their lives to. But the rec center is in a condemned building mm. and it's gonna get shut down. Damn so they it. have to they save, save the, the rec center. And this mm-hmm. is one of the first Save the Rec Center movies. Whoa. It may be where that the phrase came from. Center? Yeah. And so then Kelly comes and helps them out and her parents are very very racist and they're like you can't hang out with these black boys anymore we're gonna send you away to paris and all this it's other just stuff like hairspray it's, it's just, just like, like hairspray. hairspray but then they have a dance off at the end to raise money yeah and her parents are so moved that the rec center has saved you guys that's amazing electric boogaloo electric boogaloo are you ready for number one i want to watch shoot was there a break in three <laughs> wait no, what were all our catchphrases no. guys yeah, <laughs> That's right. We forgot we were all going to do catchphrases. I was boogity shoot. <laughs> um, mine was, I'm going to teach these white kids how to do the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pick one, but I wish yeah, you I, never I, got I want one. mine to be like, my baby's got no bugs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. And so my number one. My God, if Break Into Electric Boogaloo was your runner up, this is going to get nuts. Go ahead. <laughs> You're going to make Hector mad. Go for it. No, go for it. <laughs> Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's The Last. That's all one title. Yep. So The Last Dragon is about 
a boy named Bruce. Mm-hmm. They call him Bruce Leroy because yep. he catches bullets with his teeth and he dresses like um, Bruce Lee. And it is him and the Shogun of Harlem. Shonuff, mm. the Shogun of Harlem. Shonuff. Yep. Damn. It's and, great. And, yeah. And he wears like football pads and he has like his jerry curl and like a top knot. Um, and it's them fighting over the soul of the neighborhood along with Vanity an ex-prince protege who originally was going to, or and had shot many scenes for Purple Rain, mm-hmm. and then her and Prince broke up and they replaced her with Apollonia. And so you can see in some scenes where someone says Apollonia and they just didn't reshoot it. And mm. so um, they're saying vanity, but they looped, they did ADR oh. for so it says Apollonia. Oh, um, brutal. Damn. Brutal. But yeah, so the uh, there's Vanity, and so she plays this like VJ, like this local uh, New York VJ, mm-hmm. um, versus this dude named Eddie Arcadian. There's a lot of threats. Um, so Eddie Arcadian is like this evil arcade owner. He owns like, you can rent arcade machines from him, but he wants to get his girlfriend on um, Vanity's show, but his girlfriend kind of sucks, you guys. Mm. Although I'm not gonna lie, going back, some of those songs kind of slap. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, some of those songs cool. kind of slap. Cool, very Cindy we'll Lauper. Bring them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll bring them back. It was very clearly Barry Gordy having a second to be like some of this pop music, like making fun of a Madonna or making fun of mm-hmm. a, you know, and being like real music is Elda Barge. <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so then Bruce Leroy winds up like kicking and. And punching his way through guys and then he finds out that there's something magical called the glow that he wants to have where his whole where if you reach the final level you will get the glow and he's he's in pursuit of yes (laughs) super saiyan (laughs) super saiyan he is in pursuit of the glow throughout the entire movie it is a like famous movie that lives in that intersection between like like black American culture, black mm-hmm. exploitation films, and then seventies kung fu. Yes, and like, then also like musicals, musicals, because there's a lot of like original music in it. It's this the same is, thing as like like a, a crybaby where it's not where it's a just movie music, with music, movie yeah. with music, yeah. not people original singing music. And stuff. Yeah, uh, except Vanity does sing. Yeah, it's that's an awesome Venn diagram and stuff like um, stuff like Luke Cage and Iron Fist are kind of that. It's kind of Marvel Comics version of that era because in the 70s, that's what everybody was obsessed with. Not just like... Not just like black people and Asian people. Everybody was obsessed well, with Well, even like Into the Dragon yeah. has like real totally. funk music. Jim Kelly, Jim but Jim Kelly, Kelly's yeah. character, man, you're like something out of a comic book. It, that's exactly And the problem that is that Last Dragon was like in the 80s. It, yeah. came, it came too late. It came, yeah, exactly. But, um, I've, but I have but yes. heard from multiple friends of mine, like it's one of Pooch's favorite movies. It might be his favorite it's movie. It's really. one of the best movies ever. Oh my God. I need to sit you down and watch. I've seen like clips it. of it. Also, and out of that's context, another one. bonkers. You should watch it with people. Yes. Okay, great. Watch it with okay, people. that's awesome. You will love Barry it. Gordy's The that Last Dragon. Amazing. Yeah, Bruce Leroy's uh, brother, I think, is supposed to be like 13 or 14, mm-hmm. but he feels like a man. <laughs> he looks like a boy <laughs> with the face of a man and the attitude of a man. <laughs> but he's definitely a kid. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Did they ever make any sequels to The Last Dragon? Anything no, like that? they didn't, but it is heavily no, he's referenced. he's The Last Dragon. He's the last yeah. one you can't yeah. have anymore. Do you yeah. think they should ever make a remake of it? Absolutely not. No, no, no. I don't think they. I don't think you could. I, what if, I just, what if maybe Hollywood someone TV leaned show. into it super hard? Then I'm the only one I trust. Okay, That's what done. I was about to say. I was okay, about to say, Danielle, what, what if, if Hollywood came it? a knocking and they were like, "Here's the budget. You can do the Last Dragon. We want a movie." Netflix series. Mm, I'm okay. not opposed to that. Netflix series. That's the. That's the oh, like an eight man. episode hour long. Yep. 
eight episode thing. Eight I'm just excited only, eight for the only because every it. time they go yeah, to like 13, 13 it feels Dang. like there's episodes you don't hey, need. They just they just lost Daredevil. They just lost. They just you lost know, Daredevil. Like, call call me. Already the best Netflix show I can. President think of Hollywood. Of. Yeah. Why isn't that real? Like, yeah, that set it be. in the seventies. Ooh. Yeah, it took place in the 80s. It was though, in right? the 80s, but oh, yeah, okay. no, no, but yeah, it combine it, it with breakdance yeah. culture, which there is a yes. lot of superfluous breakdancing. Oh, yes. I love that. Like, I feel like that's it's it's close to what the get down yeah. tried to be, except mm-hmm. it, with the get down, Baz Luhrmann did all up. Uh, yeah. <sighs> too many quick cuts, yep. too many. Yeah. Did Baz Luhrmann do that show? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Baz Luhrmann one show. trip pieces. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big Baz guy. Me neither. I used to be when mm-hmm. I was younger and mm-hmm. uh, didn't have any attention span. <laughs> and now that I've been forced to try to have one, I can't. There's too many cuts mm-hmm. in Moulin Rouge. It makes me dizzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. that. I also had mm-hmm. that problem in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You saw Bohemian like Rhapsody, it. right? Yeah, it was bad because I didn't like it. I know everybody's I, fuck I, Brian I, Singer. I think everybody uh, also yes, yeah, fuck yeah. Brian Singer. I think everybody uh, ripping apart the editing. It's totally fair, guys. Valid. It was nominated for best yes. editing, though. That's yes. where we. That's, that's what you're problem. like. Okay, but you that's, have to you have to yeah. think about all the factors. <laughs> it was nominated for an Academy goddamn award. Fair enough. For fair best enough. Best editing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because the only reason I could think of is if, if they have insider information mm-hmm. that all of those people were not in the same room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in which I mean? case, yeah, what a feat! It's very impressive. But yeah, like, but don't it. news that insider information. Yeah. yeah it's not. Not know. not for me. And also, it has that weird color correcting that you get with mm-hmm. like a movie that's all on green screen, mm-hmm. but it's not on green screen. Guys, just listen to like Queen's greatest hits, and you've seen the movie. And you've just seen like read the, the Wikipedia movie. page, listening to Queen, mm-hmm. and you've done it. Yeah, and watch Live Aid. Yeah, watch Live Aid. Mm-hmm. Okay, even just how about the scene yeah, from but, Wayne's World? Even that. Okay, do that. Okay. Do that, more, and then watch authentic. Live Aid because they they keep throwing in these scenes where it's like. Brian May makes sure to, to talk about how he's a great songwriter in the movie. But I'm also an astrophysicist or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, and then one of them, and then they make sure that we know that one of them fucks, and it's like, okay. Yeah. It's definitely someone watched a cut and was like, wait, I'm not fucking enough. Mm-hmm. I need everyone to know that I fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, That's I was fucking it up. Like, literally, like a scene, like an unnecessary scene of like someone waking up from a three way, and it's like, I, we don't even remember your name unless yeah. you know the band. Yeah, exactly. Just because, yeah, no, like, they have to make sure that we know that they're as, they are as important as Freddie. And, like, I love y'all, mm-hmm. but you're not, not as important as Freddie. Freddie. But come on. I know. Come on. Thick with two feces. <laughs> Thick with Thick two feces. Thick with two C's. Thick with two C's. Thick with two C's. Two of them. As I live and breathe, Mary Poppins. As I Poppins. live and breathe, Mary Poppins. Thick with two C's, Thick Mary with Poppins. Two C's, Mary Poppins. As I Poppins. live and breathe, Mary Poppins. Thick with two C's. See, that's what I thought we were going to get when they cast Lynn Manrell. <laughs> that's what I Just him breathe. telling Mary Poppins that she has a woody. Mm. <laughs> a woody is a white boot. Oh, it's fine. What a woody. I put it together, believe it or not. <laughs> what a woody, Miss Mary Poppins. That's great. Thick with two C's. Mary Poppins returns indeed as I live and breathe. <laughs> Mary Poppins, <laughs> thick with two C's. <laughs> with a woody. <laughs> Mary Poppins and a woody. Poppins and a woody like the locks of which I've never seen. Chim <laughs> Chim Chimchurri indeed. <laughs> thick with two C's. Super colourful. Fragilistic expialidocious thick with two C's. Mary Poppins, thick with two 
says. That's the hardest part. Fick with. Fick with. Fick with. Two C's. Two C's. Parley. Can you guys tell it's almost 11 o'clock at night? It is. Fick with two C's. <laughs> We've gotten punchy. That's right. Danielle, thank you so much for coming over tonight and watching Hairspray and contributing The Last Dragon to the list of the 500 greatest movies of all yes, time. Thank you so much. I feel like anyone looking at that list is going to see Last Dragon and immediately know it's me. <laughs> I feel like that's such an idiosyncratically awesome. Danielle awesome. thing. It was I, between that and Batman and Robin, but I feel like I made whoa, the best choice. You did make a Damn. very good yeah, choice. Thank you. Although Batman and Robin is the movie that I have experienced that has the best drinking game Ever. Like it's the most, it's ice puns. You take a shot when there's a butt. You take a shot when there's a credit card. Mm. And you will get, yes, Batman whips out his credit and you will get. Never leave home without it. Fucked up. It's a fun time. It's a (laughs) very fun time. That movie is very And then also like a lot of Uma Thurman just making Mm -hmm. eyes at people. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Uh, She's great. Or doing her Mae West impersonation. Uh Again, she knew exactly what movie she was in. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I feel like the guy who directed that knew what movie he was He did. It's unfortunate. Well, because it's his movie. He decided to make it that way. Joel Joel Schumacher did think he was making a cartoon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And nobody... in, In the megaphone, he'd be like, okay, people, we're making a cartoon. And then he would yell action. So it's like... Yeah, they pulled it off. It's just a bummer that that uh, a lot of people were like, "No, Batman should be good and serious." And then we got The Dark Knight Returns or The Dark Knight uh, Trilogy. Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight serious. Returns comic book. Danielle, where can people find uh, your lovely work on the internet? And what would you like to point them to? Um, yeah, you can just find me on uh, Twitter at Danielle Radford on Instagram Danielle underscore Radford. Um, you can find me on my Patreon where I do do things. We did have a live watch where we all watched The Last Dragon because a lot of my oh, patrons had not seen it, oh. so we watched it and we discussed it on the live Discord. Awesome! Um, That's and it amazing. was super fun. We How also, often do you guys do that? You and your patrons? Um, I do, I try to do it once a week. Uh, sometimes wow. just because we there this winter was kind. Of, it's mm-hmm. winter and the mm-hmm. holidays, mm-hmm. and there was like a death in the family and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so um, we weren't able to do it as much but i try to do those at least once a week it just depends on when we can get everyone together cool. and when i can like have something we're all super excited to watch like we all watched the christmas prince 2 most of us having not seen christmas prince 1 because we were like <laughs> fuck that um and, and yeah it's, it's, it's just kind of like this it's like the the experience of hanging out with your buds and like we're all furiously typing and you know we all coordinate with that I, I try i make sure that it's something that's either on like hulu or netflix something right. most Everybody people have yeah. yeah right mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome that's that great. is awesome cool well guys next week we're watching dog day afternoon based on a true story our guest is going to be mike cruz it's not streaming anywhere but it is rentable on the internet so go rent it keller you've got it on dvd blu-ray you got it on blu-ray oh dude you've seen it before no (laughs) oh whoa cool i like that that's a ballsy choice to just buy that without ever having seen it i like sydney lumet the director yeah Yeah. nice and danielle thanks again so much uh for coming by this was an absolute blast Yes, thank You're you. You're the best, and so we'll, have to, we'll have to have you back. Yes, please. I would love to. That's Robert De Niro's in that one, right? Dog Day Afternoon? No, it's Pacino. It's Pacino. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the other one. So, well, because I, so De Niro, he was like one last Michael weird. Michael Cimino or something. Mm-hmm. What's his name? One Al, of three Al movies. Pacino. No, the guy who also was in it, who was in like three movies. Oh, The, the Godfathers. Godfathers. Yeah. Deer Hunter. Yeah. And they all were like Best Picture mm-hmm. nominees. Yeah. That yeah, guy. I forgot that guy. Yeah, he passed away after The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name. Great actor. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this off air. Okay. It's like a weird, oh, funny... A, it's an, a it's an anecdote thing? that I know, yeah. It's a what? It's a De, a De Niro anecdote I know. Oh, 
You want to do it off the air? I can do it on the air. It's do not it. mine. Go ahead, go. It's go actually, ahead. it's one of Robin Williams. He told it on WTF. So uh, Robert De Niro um, has a thing for black ladies. Yes. It's like well known. Mm-hmm. And so um, Robin Williams was telling a story about a time they were shooting and someone passes by and goes, hey, Bobby, Bobby, you still like black pussy? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I need to listen to that episode of WTF again because I need to hear Robin Williams say Say that. You desperately, desperately need to hear Robin Williams. That's amazing. And that's it. There's no response from De Niro. There's no nothing. That's the end of the story. That's that's how you end the story. That's how you end the story. Hey, Bobby. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Guys, follow Danielle Radford, uh, and we will see you guys next week. And uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Boogity shoot.